Hi, welcome to Biohacking with Brittany, a podcast focused on holistic health, nutrition, biohacking, and more. I'm your host, Brittany Ford, registered holistic nutritionist and self-proclaimed biohacker. During the last 10 years, I focused on healing my gut and hormonal issues through lifestyle changes, nutrition, and of course, biohacks. And now I teach others to do the same. I'm so excited you're joining me today. So let's dive right in. Awesome. Well, welcome to this week's episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am so excited to have everybody listening right now. Thank you for joining me. I hope you are healthy and safe wherever you are. Um, And like always, screenshot this episode, tag me on social media. If you're listening to it, let me know your thoughts. I am really open to feedback and love seeing what you guys say and just hearing about it. Yeah, so definitely, definitely do that. Today we have on a special guest, a friend of mine um, who has actually been following me for the past like few years, which is funny because I didn't even know that. And we basically started, well, she started a company, um, her and one other woman started a company called Sweet Monk. And this is a liquid fruit sugar alternative. And part of a lot of um, really trendy diets like keto and bulletproof diet talk a lot about monk fruit and using that as a sweetener. And basically, this is a product that is super easy to use, super convenient. You can basically, it's liquid, so you can add it to anything and it doesn't raise your blood sugar. It doesn't have any calories. It's fully natural. So it's a, I like totally, totally support this product uh, and company. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. And thanks for the yeah, intro as well. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm excited to have you here. So, I would love to hear about how this all came about and how this all started. Like, where, where oh, yeah. and why? Uh, and so, how. we kind of have a, a funny uh, startup story. I was working, well, I still actually work full time for a pet food company. I'm a sales rep. And so a few years ago, probably maybe five years ago now, I was prepping for a bodybuilding competition and I was trying to use stevia and I'm very open-minded. I'm like kind of tough-minded in the sense that I didn't love it, but my coach wanted me to use a natural sweetener and there wasn't that many options and uh, sugar alcohols don't agree with me. So I was trying stevia and I didn't love it, but in my head, I was like, you know what, if I try it a couple hundred times, I'll just get used to it. It's just a mind over matter thing and I'll, it's a perception thing and I'll get used to it. And I ended up not minding it in certain things, but in a lot of things, it was just a big nope for me. I just, it just ruined a lot of things for me um, personally. And I started researching uh, some American companies that were putting monk fruit in manufactured goods. I started seeing it being used in goods in the U.S. And I was like, what is this stuff? So I started researching it and it sounded amazing. It sounded really good. I couldn't find anything bad about it on the internet, which was kind of shocking. Um, and so I, I said to myself, why can't you just go to the store and buy pure liquid monk fruit? Like that would be amazing. I could use that instead because um, people at the time I hadn't tried it were saying um, like that aftertaste. And uh, so at the time my I wasn't business partners with her, but one of my good friends, Kelsey, who I worked with, 
uh, we had wanted to start a business together. So I told her about it. I was pretty excited about it. So, and then the business was just kind of born from there. Yeah. I love that. So you have definitely been using it obviously in your own personal life and with your, with your bodybuilding as well. I was really drawn to it, um, mainly because I I didn't mind the way it tasted. Like it tasted good. Um, It has no calories, which is awesome. Like I'm a big, probably um, I don't compete anymore in bodybuilding, but you definitely like um, have certain habits that become part of your lifestyle. Like I still drink a lot of water. I still go to the gym. I still definitely try to avoid um, sugar when I can. Um, I definitely do still eat sugar, um, which sometimes surprises people because I own a natural sweetener company, but I definitely, if I have a strong craving for something, I usually will just have it. But like day to day, I'm a big believer in like, why would you buy, um, I use this as an example all the time, like why would you buy yogurt that's sweetened um, with sugar, for example, and you get like 20 or even up to like 30 grams of carbs in a serving. It's just like empty calories. It's like drinking like juice or pop or something, I'd much rather use those calories and have like real food um, versus just kind of wasting it, so to speak, in sweetened items. So I'd way rather buy like plain nut milk or plain yogurt and just add sweet monk because it tastes amazing, but then you're saving the calories um, and, and not getting that spike in your insulin as well. So it's a lot healthier. Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. It's pretty wild when you start to realize how many things have sugar added into them. Uh, Yeah. Like once you start going down the rabbit hole of reading ingredient labels um, and it'll say like glucose, fructose, like, and there's so many different names for sugar as well because they almost like try and hide it. And the only Um, reason why I originally had such a heightened awareness was from uh, competitively bodybuilding you're when you're prepping, you're counting like every gram of carbs. So you're like looking and scrutinizing everything. And it's, it is, it's shocking. Um, like how much sugar is just kind of hidden in day-to-day stuff. Um, so I always say like, you can just have like little hacks, right. That you can like share with people, um, just to like swap out some like day-to-day stuff and then save a lot of calories. And also, like I said, like, it's a lot healthier for your and it's good for kids too. Like people, a lot of our customers use Sweet Monk with their kids, um, so they're not loading them up with as much sugar. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I love it for that as well. So for all of the listeners who don't necessarily know what monk fruit is, could you explain it and um, the yeah, origin of sure. it and where it comes uh, from? So it, like you said, it's kind of becoming a little bit more trendy in in North America as of the last when we launched. Um, we officially launched three years ago, um, but I would say at that time when we would do shows, not a lot of people knew what monk fruit was. Like monk fruit was when we did trade shows and whatnot, and now it's definitely we've even seen like the progression where more and more people know what it is now. Um, but it's it's basically a small subtropical vine melon that grows natively in China and Thailand. Um, typically, they don't consume the raw fruit there. Um, and so they, the product goes through like a hot water extraction process. So our product's kind of cool because it's a direct extract from the monk fruit. So when you look at the ingredient deck, it's super simple. So even for a customer 
who's like really scrutinizing something. It's literally just pure monk fruit extract. A lot of uh, monk fruit that you'll see might be mixed with stevia, might be mixed with sugar alcohols or a combination of all three, which is fine. Like if you tolerate, um, I don't like to like ever say anything bad about any competitors or other competitors. If you can tolerate sugar alcohols, then awesome. Uh, then you can use products like that. But and if you're really sensitive to the taste of stevia, then you might not want that. So we find a lot of customers really like our product just because it's pure. It's not anything. Um, and then the other thing uh, is just, yeah, being like a zero calorie diabetic friendly option for a, for a natural sugar um, really ticks off a lot of boxes for people. Lately, people are really getting into keto, it seems. So that market has been trendy for us as well. It's like a keto approved sweetener. Um, so a lot of people are choosing to use it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's funny because I have uh, I have grandparents who will use I don't even know what it's called like those pink little packets of um, like um, aspartame or whatever or whatever it is like the sweet and low sugar alternatives and every time they use it in coffee I just cringe because it's just so bad for you and I try and tell them and it's like they know. They yeah, just look at me like I'm crazy. Just, I think get used to using something. So it's just kind of like changing, changing behavior. Like I, I like I was really open-minded, even like I said, when I was trying stevia, like sometimes you may like a lot of our customers like love sweet monk right off the bat, but I think it depends on like what they were using. I always tell people I'm super honest. I um did not love it in my coffee when I first tried it. Um, I didn't love it. I think I was just really used to like my coffee being a certain way, um, but I kept using it. Um, I liked it in everything else. Like if I put it in smoothies or oatmeal or yogurt, I thought it was great. Um, but just in coffee for whatever reason, I didn't like it. And now I have it in my coffee every day and I love it. It just took a while to, um, and when you kind of look at like, like science and research and stuff, they'll say that that it, there definitely is like a period where it takes a while to adjust to something new, right? And yeah, yeah. it's tougher yeah, with definitely. like I find older people because they just get stuck stuck in their ways, right? They don't want to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, what is the um, sweetness ratio between typical white sugar? Yeah, so they actually measure it scientifically on like a BRICS scale. It's like B-R-I-X. And so the comparison is the like technical comparison is that it's 20 times sweeter than apple juice. Um, And we're actually just going to switch our, so right now our serving is like somewhat untechnical because as the bottles that you have, for example, have the silicone valve. Um, which can be hard for people to control um, the amount that comes out. So we're actually um, in the next six months going to switch to more of like a dropper style, which customers have been asking us for. And so between four to six drops is the equivalent of a teaspoon of sugar. So that's kind of more of a meaningful analogy. And so to give you an idea, there's going to be approximately 700 drops in a bottle and so, yeah, four, so four to six drops is okay. Good. So approximately like five drops, if you want to call it that, is um, equal to a teaspoon of sugar, like table sugar. 
Yeah, that's really useful to know because when you're baking, mm-hmm. especially with baking, if you're going to substitute it, um, you want it to taste similar. But a lot of alternative sweeteners are a lot sweeter on the scale yeah. compared to white sugar. So um, that's really useful yeah. and helpful information. Sure. And we find with baking, um, if it's like a really technical kind of like a delicate recipe, then it might be really tricky because the just the way the conversion is and like the volume. I'm not I'm not a baker, so, <laughs> so don't. Yeah, but um, just for like general recipes, like cookies and muffins and like banana breads and stuff like that, um, customers seem to do just fine using it. They just add add some, and I like I said, I'm not a baker, so I'm not sure. But they they just it always seems to work out for people. I'm constantly reposting recipes, so that's a success. Nice. Yeah. So is there a reason that um, you guys decided to make it a liquid compared to more of a, not grain? Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually, I got um, sidetracked before, but I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to mention that when I was talking about the hot water extraction process. So our product, like I said, is like very pure. Mm -hmm. It's just like a pure extract from the fruit. So this kind of confuses people, Mm -hmm. but there is, it's hard to come by in Canada anyways, like on shelf in stores, like a pure powder. The reason being is that would essentially, so our product is like the step before that, the pure powder, they basically like spray it and dry it. Um, the problem with it is it's like very mm-hmm. fine. It's like, um, like baby powder consistency It's very fine and powdery, obviously. Um, and it's very concentrated um and so there's that and then when you're getting into granular which is like more common to see um the granular um typically always I've never seen one that doesn't have like a sugar alcohol mixed in with it the reason being they do it for manufacturers do it for a couple reasons one is to give it that granular texture and to give it like more volume which makes it more of like a one-to-one ratio um, and it also really brings the cost down. So monk fruit as like when you're looking at it, like a raw material is really expensive. Um, sugar alcohols are a lot less expensive. So then, um, so anytime you're seeing um, a granular, um, if you're wanting to use it, that's awesome. You can definitely use it. Um, it may, and I'm thinking more for people baking um, as if they can tolerate sugar alcohols, then it's probably a great product for you to use. Um, myself personally, when I've tried granular, like in coffee, for example, I find it, it like, it's not sweet enough. Like I'd have to add like, like four or five packs. Like it just wasn't, I have a sweet tooth as well. And it just wasn't, it didn't do the trick (laughs) for me. Um, Whereas like the, the pure powder monk fruit or like the pure liquid uh, works well because it's so concentrated. And then it's also not mixed with any like stevia or sugar alcohols. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's uh, it's interesting because I've never, before trying your product, I've never used a liquid sweetener. Um, it's always been just like, you know, granular yeah. powders, different things like that. Um, so it's, it's interesting with the liquid and yeah, I mean, I, I I understand it from a concentration standpoint. Um, you want to give 
the best tasting results and it just has yeah and it just mixes in, in really easily and like stevia traditionally does come in like a liquid too but typically they're in like the glass dropper bottles which aren't always like super convenient to have with you on the go so we really wanted to make this product because I think maybe stemming from like my lifestyle as well like I'm an outside sales rep I'm on the road all day long every day I'm on airplanes and stuff so I just wanted something that I could just grab and take with me I didn't have to worry about it like leaking in my bag or or like running out of packets Mm -hmm. or like breaking a glass bottle which would happen for sure um so I just like the bottle because you can just take it and go and then you have like 100 plus servings with you right yeah totally so in terms of like monk fruit versus stevia um if someone was using stevia right now and they're thinking about switching to monk fruit um is there any other information that they should know or differences between the two other than not really and I like I'm really honest like I said like when I'm working at consumer show and I'm talking to to consumers if a lot of people do not like stevia um and so then right away like we'll have them try the monk fruit and like nine times out of ten they're super impressed um that it tastes really good but the odd time um, you'll you're chatting with people and they're using stevia and they love it. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. Like keep using it then. Like if you're yeah, like because it's it's quite comparable in um, a lot of other ways, right? Like stevia is coming from a leaf, monk fruit's coming from a small subtropical melon, but they're both calorie free. Um, it's just more uh, a comes down to like a preference as far as like some people just like cannot tolerate stevia or like myself I can tolerate it in some things but like not others it just seems to kind of like depend um and so that's what I tell people like if yeah if you're using stevia and you love it then hooray keep using it um and if but if you don't love it or you want to mix it up or have like a different format then try some yeah yeah I, I, you know, I've tried stevia in, in different ways, um, and I, yeah. I just don't love the taste. Like, there's something about the way that it tastes yeah. that it really bugs me, and I just won't use it. Like, I would rather go yeah. sugar-free, like completely sweet-free, yeah. than use stevia. Um, and even in my baking or yeah. coffee or whatever I'm having. Um, and then another alternative is like, like you're talking yeah. about, is sugar alcohols. So yeah. the big one is xylitol. Um, which I yeah. like, I don't mind xylitol, but a lot of people get digestive yeah. issues with xylitol. So it'll cause um, like yeah. loose, loose stools or um, basically stimulate, stimulate yeah. digestion if you have too much. Yeah, so exactly. I am. Um, I'm a good example. Actually, I, Kelsey, uh, my business partner, myself, we, we laugh when we tell people this because I generally speaking have a super hearty digestive system like I don't have any allergies like I never really have any like issues with food like I know people that have issues with like bloating and stuff like want to like punch me when I say that but like I'm always like good and it took me a while to figure out but like sugar alcohols are probably the only thing which is why it was so puzzling when it first happened to me years ago like that wreak havoc on my system. And it's funny because I think they're great. Like, I think they taste great. Like I think erythritol and xylitol and like the, 
the history behind them and how they're used in Europe, like it's really fascinating. Like, and they're actually like good for your teeth and stuff. Like it's, they're fast. Like I, I liked reading about them. I thought they're super interesting. And like I said, I think they taste great, but I recently actually had some, a collagen supplement I was trying that my friend who is a pharmacist gave me. And I didn't even think to like, look at the ingredients. Um, it was like flavored, like you took it orally and I was taking it for a week and I ended up, um, like just feeling like terrible digestively. Like I felt like I had to keep like running to the bathroom, but then I like didn't actually have to go. And I was really uncomfortable. I was like, what is going on? And then one morning I went to like, this is probably a week. I went to take it and I looked at it and it had xylitol in it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I stopped taking it. And then a few days later I was back to normal. Um, like I just can't have it. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Um, cause yeah. I would probably use it in some things like it and, and like consume products that have it in it, but I have to be really careful. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's really interesting. Um, I know I'm glad I did too. Cause I, I thought, I thought I, was, I didn't know what was wrong with you. It's like, this is really strange. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, well, it's great that you produce a product that doesn't have yeah, any of those side yeah, effects. Got, like a pretty um, good checklist as far as, um, if you have people are sensitive and or like don't like the taste of other sweeteners, then it's definitely a good one for people to try for sure. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of the market and this space, like I know you briefly touched on this, but what other trends are you seeing? Like keto is, is so trendy now, of course, like you said, but are there other things in terms of like natural sweeteners that you have noticed in the last couple of uh, years? Really? In as far as like natural sweetener space goes, I would say um, monk fruit is kind of like the new kid on the block, so to speak. You're starting to see it show up like a little bit more. Um, it's still, they're still working. You're not seeing it in as many manufactured goods in Canada yet. Um, the approval process, they're still, it's still in the works, um, sadly. <laughs> um, so you, uh, once it is officially approved, um, you'll start to see it more likely in, in manufactured goods. So like other companies using it as an ingredient. Um, I would say like in the natural health space, like, yeah, keto is really trendy. Um, I would say like a lot of um, functional beverages are starting to get really trendy. You're seeing more of those. So um, like beverages with like CBD or nootropics, that kind of stuff, you're starting to see those, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. And some of them are sweetened with monk fruit and some of them yeah. are, but yeah, starting and starting to see. Um, we've done quite a few sales calls down in the U.S. and just kind of scouted out the market a little bit. And yeah, definitely starting to see some stuff like that. Interesting. I wonder why it's taken longer for monk fruit to get approved I for I think it's not that uncommon where our approval process is a little bit slower. Um, so our, our product is kind of unique. It actually went... It, it's technically uh, through Health Canada and like Kelsey is kind of more of an expert on this than I am, but um, was approved as a, a fruit juice concentrate. Um, we, we just didn't want to put that on our packaging because of, like the, the word fruit juice concentrate, I think scares a lot of people, to be honest, like I would kind of raise an eyebrow at that because I don't typically consume a lot of like fruit juice, for example, and you'd be worried about calories and whatnot. And it's actually the opposite. Um, And so yeah, ours is actually approved for use as a fruit juice concentrate, not a tabletop 
sweetener, which a lot of them are. And so um, ours is one of the few among um, fruits that can be used in Canada in manufactured goods, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, so we have worked with worked with some other and using sweet monk in in their goods, which is kind of fun. Yeah, but hopefully the other like it's more yeah. the powders that seem to be hung up more. So hopefully they get the them approved. So then you'll start seeing it more kind of mainstream in products. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. Yeah, and then because a lot of manufactured goods, I, I kind of learned this through through learning in our business, uh, but a lot of manufactured goods um, need a powder. They can't use a liquid, like even chocolate. I didn't know that they have to use powder. Um, so a lot of chocolate companies would like to have like a, a sugar, like a low sugar chocolate option and would love to use um, monk fruit. They're just waiting for, they're kind of chomping at the bit, waiting for the powder. Yeah, mm. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So have people um, in the countries where the monk fruit melon comes from, have they been using this for a long time and now it's just making its way? Yeah, so it's been used for thousands of years um, in China and Chinese medicine. Um, they they use it for a different purpose, though. They call it, it's, it's kind of cool because we'll be at a consumer show um, in Vancouver and there'll be some Chinese people walking by our table and like right away it's so cute especially if it's like a like a you could see if it's like a mom and a daughter or something the mom will stop and she'll be like oh like low hand go they get so excited um because they recognize it um you can buy it at like TNT supermarket dehydrated um so one thing I should mention too is um um the it's illegal to export the raw fruit or seeds from China, um, they control it very tightly. So it's, yeah, it's illegal. You'll never find a fresh monk fruit in North America. And if you do happen to find one, it's illegal. Um, so they, it's, that's why our product goes through a hot water extraction process and goes through like microbial testing there. And then we, um, and then it comes here and then we put it through like some more testing to make sure it's but anyways, so sometimes people are like a little bit leery of that, but, but monk fruit cannot be grown like anywhere else. Like that's where it's indigenous to, and, um, they don't allow the export of the raw fruit or seeds. Um, having, having said that though, there are dehydrated monk fruit and that's what they've used in Chinese medicine for thousands of years. And you'll see those here. Um, like I said, if you go to like TNT, um, you can buy them and they, they boil them um Kelsey and I joke and say like we're not joke but like we've said like we need to do this and try it because we've had oh my gosh like probably a hundred conversations with Chinese people about this um, and have been given like directions on how to make it but yeah they like steep them essentially and then make like cold soups and teas and they use it for treating like asthma coughs and colds and sore throats and stuff it's kind of cool mm-hmm Wow, that's really cool. I I find ch mm -hmm, Chinese yeah, medicine like really so fascinating. Neat, so. Um, so yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, you should definitely try that and like post about it because mm -hmm. I would love to. Yeah, and apparently it that. doesn't <laughs> taste. I've actually heard different reviews from like different Chinese people, like some younger people whose like parents like was like a staple in their household. Um, they said it didn't taste good at all. And then other people have said it's like a little bit sweet. So I'm kind of curious to see, um, what it tastes like, but the sweetness from the monk fruit comes from 
uh, like a molecule called a mongroside, um, which is, so it contains the sweetness and, and some antioxidants, actually, we just can't make claims on that because there isn't any good data yet, um, like showing specific numbers. But anyways, the mongrosides contain the sweetness and antioxidants, but they don't contain like the starches and sugars. So that's why it's doesn't have any calories or spike the glycemic index. But and that's why I think that like the the steeped tea, for example, would taste like quite different compared to like um the monk fruit mm. extract. You're like you're extracting like just a specific part of the fruit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. That's so interesting. I it's just so interesting in general, like the different applications that um, natural plants yeah. and trees and fruits 100%. and vegetables can have. Like, I just it's really find interesting. So like, they'll use like different, like just different, like nutrients in like the seeds versus the pulp versus the skin, right? Like, it's just different parts. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's really really cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on on this uh, on this episode. I I honestly learned so much. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I'm so I like happy you educating came on. people just about different. Like I said, I'm pretty open, open-minded. So I like talking about like different sweeteners and just kind of the origins of monk fruit. It's nice to to spread the love. Totally. And a lot of people don't know, right? So it's really yeah, it's really sure. helpful to educate them. Great. So where can everyone connect with you and buy your monk fruit sweetener? All right, so and our all website is shop sweetmonk.com so you can purchase online we're also on amazon.ca prime uh, which um, these days with everyone being at home it seems like a lot of people are, are buying things on on amazon we're also in about 120 retail stores across canada so if you visit our website you can check out our locations page for a list of all of our all of our retailers um, we're also, you can reach out to us on, um, Instagram, we're sweet.monk and then we're on uh, Facebook as well. So those are kind of all the ways that you can reach awesome. us. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. I will definitely put Go all ahead. of those links in the show notes so people can reach out Perfect. and give it a try. Thank you. And thanks for, thanks for having me. It was awesome. Great. Yeah. All no right. worries. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, feel free to screenshot this episode and tag me if you'd like me to respond. I really hope you enjoyed it and learned something new. If you have a question about your health, my DMs are always open and I'm currently taking new clients. Thanks and see you next time.